Good morning, Aldersgate. Welcome to worship this morning. We appreciate you being here with us. Whether you are at home online or here in person, uh, we'd love to join you, have you join us for our first song this morning. House of the Lord, please stand if you are able. Our second song today is called Me Higher. Let me hear those voices this morning. Just 
be with the Spirit as He is with you, as He guides you um, this last couple weeks with the hustle and bustle of starting school and new routines. It's just important to kind of sit back and remember why we've been called to worship Him and just be patient with Him as He guides us in those days. So please join us as you're able.
Thank you. Good morning, and welcome to Aldersgate United Methodist Church. We're glad that you're here. And uh, just so you're aware, there's people looking in online. So we have people in person and online. And so we're pleased to share in ministry together. If you're here for the first time, a special welcome to you. We hope that you'll have a heartwarming experience with Jesus Christ. Today, we finish the uh, Gospel According to Marvel, and uh, it's a Captain Marvel Part 2. And one of the reasons is I didn't want to do a second movie, so <laughs> I'm just splitting mine up into Part 2. And today, you'll hear the rest of the story. And then uh, you'll see in the uh, uh, bulletin uh, uh, notations about upcoming uh, sermon series. I think we've got some neat stuff coming up about uh, uh, Jesus coming after us. And, and then what if Jesus meant what Jesus said? Something to conjure with. Well, there's lots of announcements, uh, items of interest. The uh, youth begin their activities this afternoon, so you're invited to be a part of that, or if you want to be a part of the Wednesday night music program, that starts with bells at 6.30 and choir at uh, 7.30. And so there's lots of opportunities, uh, and we'll hear more about our mission collection for the month. But anyway, in the meantime, it's time to make some noise and turn and greet our neighbors. If you don't know someone, ask their name and tell them yours. Today we have uh, Glenda Broadbent who is here with us to share with us our um, stewardship moment. You can be seated, it's okay. <laughs> and she's going to share with us about our, our mission emphasis for this month. Uh, Glenda, tell us what you have on your heart and we'll gladly hear you. Thank you. Good morning. Um, that last song uh, calls to me a lot because um, I was called for healthcare focus for my whole entire career and life and that really meant a lot to me, that song. So um, I want to tell you a little bit about um, Grace Med Health Clinic, as Gary said, which is uh, the dental focus for our mission for this month of August. Um, Grace Med Health Clinic provides um, health care re regardless of income to folks, um, whether they have insurance or not. And, you know, our, our world has a lot of barriers right now, um, especially since the pandemic and everything that's going on with the economy and Grace Med has a focus on really helping people stay healthy and work with them to at least reduce the health care barrier um, which might lead to other things in their life being a little bit easier. Grace Med has 16 locations, 12 in Wichita, two in Topeka, one in McPherson and they added one in Clearwater. Many of them are located in healthcare deserts which are very important especially in Wichita and speaking from uh, a school nurse perspective, several of those were 
attached to schools, which were wonderful to provide services for kids. Um, I know that they do a sliding scale fee for uh, based on household income, so that's really important to provide the health care that folks need. And also the government, we rely a lot on the federal government for funding, um, providing medical, dental, optometry, behavioral health services, spiritual care, uh, and then pediatric and um, perinatal care. We ha uh, added that a couple years back, and that's just taken off immensely. People really need uh, care for their kids and prenatal care. I put some new brochures out on the Welcome Center and at our collection site for the dental supplies. So if you uh, have know anybody that has a need, needs a health care provider, or you'd like to have more information, the brochures are out there for you. The United Methodist Church has a very, very long history of supporting community health care needs, actually global health care needs, um, and in our communities. There are so many examples. It would take our whole entire hour to talk about what, what have the Methodists done for health care in our world. Here in Wichita, our own uh, Martha Sanchez, if you know her, um, she started Hispanic Memories Ministries back in 1979. Now that's a long time ago, so Martha has been doing this a long time. She started that at St. Paul's United Methodist Church. And of course, the, when her minister kind of worked with her on that at that time, they got, um, got the help of the United Methodist Urban Ministries. And then the expansion began. Um, not only did they have that clinic, but they were able to get another building and start another clinic site. And back then, 70s, early 80s, it was all volunteer, all volunteer staff, physicians, nurses. Um, as, they, as the need grew, they opened up another clinic in 1988. And then um, it kind of went along that way for about 14 years. And then in 1994, the crisis hit and, you know, healthcare reimbursement just kind of went down the tubes. And they, uh, the clinic went ahead and got a... Um, funding for federal qualified health clinic, which they remain today. And of course that opens up all the federal funds. Um, and they had to establish their own board. And then in 2000, a covenant agreement with the Kansas West Conference was obtained. And that's where the new name Grace Med Health Clinic um, came about, which is what we still are today. Then in 2002, um, myself and Karen Smith from East Heights United Methodist Church um, established the Grace Med Guild. We were just uh, back then we had about 30 nurses and other healthcare professionals, um, but we've kind of dwindled down to about 15 women now who get get help from all churches all over Sedgwick County and McPherson and and everything. And we're we're all volunteers. We meet monthly, and we've been doing that for 20 years now. I can't hardly believe that that has it's been 20 years that we're doing that. And we do all kinds of fundraising and then volunteer services for the clinic. Some of our examples are, and some of you may get our annual uh, virtual chili feed packets. We send those out. Um, we tried a few years having a chili feed, and it about killed us because it was so much work. So this virtual thing's working really good, and um, we make somewhere around $20,000 every year, and usually we buy a piece of equipment that the clinic might need. We also do Christmas uh, gifts for the staff. 
We collect uh, baby blankets and everybody that comes in for prenatal care has a new blanket um, for their baby. Um, it's, it's a miracle to me how people make blankets. I can't do that, but some people have that talent. Um, and we do toys for the pediatric patients. And at one point, we also converted all the paper medical records to electronic. So our group spent thousands of hours helping the clinic convert. So um, August this month is Aldersgate's turn to collect dental supplies. And we are doing fabulous. So I thank everybody for their help and their donations. Um, the dental clinics are really doing a lot of encounters lately, especially in this environment that we're in. Um, Grace Med values the relationship with uh, all the United Methodist churches and appreciates all donations of time, supplies, and money for the ministry so that it can continue. And this morning, Stephanie Patterson was going to join me. She's a member of the Guild with me. She's our secretary. and. I'll soon be president again for the fourth time, so Stephanie's a, a right-hand lady for me, but due to her accident, she's not here today, um, so please join me in prayers for her healing, since she's back in Wichita now, and um, what a great lady, and I miss her already. I think I'll go see her this week. So anyway, thank you for your support, and if you know anybody that would like to be a guild member or would like to help at the clinic or... Like I said, if you know somebody that needs services, the information's out there for you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Glenda. And I believe it was Reverend Chuck Chipman, who was uh, Martha's pastor at St. Paul, who was one of the uh, founders of Grace Med. Uh, there, there are things that each of us can do to make a difference in our world. Now we invite uh, the ushers to come forward for the morning offering as we do some more singing.
One way not to be shaken is to hear from the Word of God. Today we're taking up ways that we can make a difference in our world. And so uh, the, the scripture from 2 Corinthians is all about flavor and fragrance. And then from Matthew, we'll talk about salt and light. All right? So the first one is from 2 Corinthians uh, chapter... Yeah, 2 Corinthians chapter 2. I was getting my Corinthians mixed up. Chapter 2, beginning in verse 14. And this is the Apostle Paul speaking to his friends at the church in Corinth. But thanks be to God, he wrote, who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession and through us spreads in every place the fragrance that comes from knowing him. For we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To the one, a fragrance from death to death, the other, a fragrance from life to life. Who is sufficient for these things? For we are not peddlers of God's word like so many, but in Christ we speak as persons of sincerity, as persons sent from God and standing in his presence. The gospel lesson is from Matthew chapter 5, beginning in verse 13. I invite you to stand as we hear Jesus' words about salt and light. It's not a long statement, but one that is important nonetheless. When Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth, and if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hid. Which one of you would light a lamp and, and put it under a bushel? But instead, light the lamp and put it on the lampstand where it can give light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine for others that all may see your good works and give glory to God who is in heaven. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. With all the problems in the world today, as I try to figure out what I can do to make a difference, a definition of integrity that I heard years ago has come back to me. Integrity. Seeing the good that you have capacity to do and then doing it. Seeing the good that you have capacity to do and then doing it. That's integrity. And I go, wow, that fits well with Captain Marvel. It's a story of how um, Carol Danvers, played by Brie Larson, becomes Captain Marvel and is transformed. And it comes through when uh, she, as an Air Force pilot, uh, destroys the light speed 
engine to keep it out of the hands of the evil Cree Empire. And when she uh, destroys that and it blows up, then the power emanating from up uh, came and overwhelmed her and endowed her with power to become a superhero. And the movie is a story about her evolving from a normal human being to a superhero and how she came to understand what the narrative of, uh, of life is all about and how she can make a difference. So if you haven't seen the movie, oh man, you got to rent it. I've seen it I don't know how many times. And uh, I agree with Pastor Daniel. I love watching movies and calling it work. So uh, get some extra popcorn, take it home, uh, subscribe to something that has uh, uh, Captain Marvel on it, and, and take a look at it. So today, uh, as, as we look at what we can do, we sometimes are overwhelmed by the problems in our world. I don't know about you, um, but we are overwhelmed. Now, in the segment that we'll show, first of all, is when Captain Marvel flies in from outer space and lands on Earth at the location that her evil Kree commander, Yon Rogue, has just crash-landed in the middle of the desert. He jumps out of his small landing craft to confront Captain Marvel, but she puts him in his place by knocking him off his feet and saying, I have nothing to prove to you. And then I want you to listen to the dialogue. As she drags him back to his spaceship, stuffs him in it, and sets its flight computer to send him back to the planet Hala, where he came from. Yon Rogue complains, I can't go back empty-handed. Captain Marvel says, you won't be empty-handed. I'm sending you with a message. Tell the supreme intelligence that I'm coming to end it. The war, the lies, all of it. And Yon Rogue complains, you can't do this. But she does as she lights up his rocket and sends him off into orbit. Ah, the point made here is we all need a superhero who can deal with the evil in our midst. And Captain Marvel fills that bill. Take a look. Sorry we can't show the movie clips of the live stream because of the copyright laws. But in the segment I'm showing in the sanctuary, Captain Marvel flies in from outer space and lands on Earth at the location that her evil Kree commander, Yon Rogue, has just crash-landed in the middle of the desert. He jumps out of his small landing craft to confront Captain Marvel. She puts him in his place by knocking him off his feet and declaring, I have nothing to prove to you. Then she drags him back to his little spaceship, stuffs him in it, and sets its flight computer to send him back to the planet Hala where he came from. Yon Rogue complains, I can't go back empty-handed. Captain Marvel says, you won't be empty-handed. I'm sending you with a message. Tell the supreme intelligence that I'm coming to end it. The war, the lies, all of it. Yon Rogue complains, you can't do this. But she does as she fires up his rocket and sends him into orbit. The point I'm wanting to make with this clip is 
that we want and perhaps need a superhero to help us deal with stuff too big, like war, lies, and prejudice of one race against another. We need superheroes to do what we can't do. The problems facing our world are insurmountable. It can appear that things are going from bad to worse. Is there any help if we just had superheroes? Well, I contend that we do. And they are found right where you are sitting now. And if you were to look in the mirror, you would see the superheroes that God has uniquely gifted. Each one of us is powerful beyond measure. Let's use our gifts for the good of all. Wouldn't it be great if we had some superheroes that could help us solve problems like this one? We need some superheroes to end war, to stop the lies, to halt the prejudice that humans have for one another. At the end of the movie, Nick Fury says, we don't need more weapons, we need more heroes. And that's when he starts the Avenger Initiative. And that's where all the other movies come from, as we learn. Wow. We need some superheroes. How can we make a difference in a world that has insurmountable challenges? Well, we have some decisions to make, if you ask me. The next clip, and this will be the last clip of the Gospel According to Marvel series, so enjoy it. But uh, this is where uh, the, the fighting has subsided, and, and they're sitting around the dining table, and the Scroll family is with them and Captain Marvel, and they're talking about what are the next steps. And there comes a point in the midst of that discussion where Captain Marvel finally finds her full voice. She makes a decision, and with resolve, she makes a statement. Take a look. In this video clip, the fighting has subsided and the evil Kree warriors have retreated from planet Earth. Captain Marvel and her friends are sitting around a table with the Scroll family that they have liberated. As they contemplate their next steps in the search for a new planet for their race to settle on, Captain Marvel, in a moment of decision and resolve, states, I will help you find a home. The movie can now end. Contentment and peace have arrived, and our dreams of success and victory for the world's problems have come true. It's a movie where the good guys win, and we're a part of that answer too. There's that moment of decision, 
and resolve when she says to the scrolls, I'll help you find a home. The movie can now end. Contentment and peace have arrived. And, and our dreams for success and victory for all the world's problems have come true. And then the movie is over and we have to throw our empty popcorn bucket in the trash and walk out into the real world again that's not quite that rosy. I know I left that movie thinking, oh, wow. If I could only be a superhero. And the reality is, I am. And so are you. Think about it just a little bit. Our contribution to this world is not found in the, in the big news-grabbing things that we do, but is found in the hundreds of seemingly insignificant decisions that we make every day to do the right thing, to be honest every time, to vote for integrity, to lift up the good, to share an encouraging word, or to give a hug to a hurting soul. All these little things can add up to the picture that Jesus painted of moving mountains with the faith of mustard seeds that we plant along life's way. Robert F. Kennedy, who was assassinated in 1968, had a statement that, that I have adopted several times. Each time one stands up for an ideal or acts to improve the life of others or strikes out against injustice, they send a tiny ripple of hope. And those ripples crossing each other from a million different centers of energy build a current which can sweep down the mightiest walls of oppression and resistance. Sometimes I feel like a pebble, insignificant. And yet, your pebble, your pebble, your pebble, my pebble, can create a mighty current. Recently, I've been watching some YouTube videos about Apollo 11. Uh, I was uh, 12 years old in July of 1969 when we landed on the moon and Neil Armstrong took that one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. It was marvelous. But you know what? Even though he could have walked around the rest of his life in fame and fortune and grabbing his lapels and saying, look what I did! He didn't do that. Neil was a very humble man who was determined to make a difference. He just wanted to serve humanity. And the way I look at it, okay, I'm probably not going to be Captain Marvel or any one of those superheroes. I'm probably not going to set foot on the moon anytime within the next two years. And whatever I do probably won't get into Wikipedia or into any of the other historical annals. But I've decided I can do what I can do. Now, I don't know about you, but this global warming thing is really starting to get me down. I've even begun to lose a little bit of sleep over it. 
We're told that the planet is warming up faster than the best models ever predicted. Severe drought, scorching heat, pollution, severe rains that are flooding. These things are beginning to literally kill us all. Our transportation systems, the cars and trucks that you and I drive account for 25% of the greenhouse gases that we pump into the atmosphere. And I'm learning that Whatever greenhouse gases I'm pumping into the, to the atmosphere with my car might take up to 100 years to dissipate. Crops are failing, rivers and reservoirs are drying up, and insect and animal species are threatened with extinction. President Biden has just signed into law one of the biggest legislations to deal with climate change. But will it be enough? Some have predicted that we will cause our own extinction by the end of this century. I don't know about you, but that kind of gets me down. Is there anything we can do? I'm overwhelmed. What can I do? Little old me. Well, as I've thought about the gospel of Jesus, the salt, the light, the fragrance... I recognize that I do have some empowerment to make a difference in the world, to to change the landscape of life, that God has uniquely gifted me to change the world. But how can I possibly do that? Well, I've made some decisions. When I wash my hands, I will use one paper towel instead of four, five, six, Have you ever been in the restroom where someone washes their hands and they start pulling out paper towels until they get a wad of them, they dry their hands off and throw them in the trash? (gasps) I don't have the nerve to confront them, but I have the nerve to say, I'm just going to use one. Or you know what? My jeans are clean. And then when I use toilet paper, remember the shortage that we had in the COVID lockdown? Remember the advice we were given? Just use three or maybe four squares? Hmm. Maybe I could go back to that. Transportation. Now, I like to ride a bike. And most of the time, I ride a bike for recreation. How can I begin doing that for transportation? Now, I'm not saying y'all need to go ride a bike because not everybody can do that. But it's something I can do, and it fits my definition of integrity as seeing the good that I have capacity to do and doing it. I have the capacity to ride a bike, and I love to do that. I love to burn hamburger instead of fossil fuels. So I'm going to work on that. And so if I show up at a church meeting a little bit sweaty, just sit a little further away. Recycling. Now, I've been kind of bad about that. I don't want to spend the extra 10 bucks a month for curbside pickup. So we haven't. But I've been convicted to do more personal recycling. So I've been studying up on what I can do. I'm looking up prokansasrecycling.org. And I've decided, you know, I could do that. So I started on Thursday. (laughs) You see, there's this bicycle path 
that goes from uh, Sedgwick County Park by the zoo, and it goes down Zoo Boulevard, and you can go all the way down to the river. And from my house to Century 2, it's 10 miles. From my house to the recycling place, it's 12. And I go, well, maybe I could... Maybe I could ride my bike with our recycling. Save the 10 bucks a month, burn a little hamburger, and do my part. So uh, Thursday morning, I decided to test out that theory. On the bike path that goes from Sedgwick County Park down Zoo Boulevard, it goes under a bridge. And the last several times that I've ridden my bike under that bridge, I've noticed that trash has really accumulated there. Some people have had some really good parties underneath that bridge. It's gotten unsightly. And I thought, you know, I could pick that up. It's something I can do. And so Thursday morning, I did. I took a picture when I got there. There was even a four by eight sheet of plywood there. So I took my circle saw so I could cut it up because I knew I couldn't get. And you know, you can't park close to uh, this place because the nearest place is on the, 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 the street, the busy street, and it's about a quarter of a mile away. You'd have to walk in. And the nearest dumpster is over in Sedgwick County Park. So I decided I could ride my bike in. So I rode my bike in early one morning, and I started picking up trash, and I got three garbage bags full of trash. And that's what it looked like after I got done. It still looks like under a bridge, but I picked up all the clutter. Well, most of it, because there's still more. I need to go back. I picked up those three bags of garbage, and then I had to cart it out. Well, here's how I did it. (laughs) I have a bicycle trailer that's been sitting around for about a decade, and the rubber on the tires was rotten, and the thing was rusting a little bit, so I decided to get it out, clean it up, put new tires on it, and I got some bins, and I hooked it on the back of my bicycle, and I rode the five miles from my house to that spot. And I filled up all those bins. And then I rode back to Sedgwick County Park to where there was a dumpster, and I emptied those bins. Now, I need to go back. My job isn't done. Partly out of curiosity to see if uh, there's been another party that took place underneath (laughs) there. My wife said, you pick up trash, you'll get to pick up more. But uh, I thought, you know, that's something I can do integrity, seeing the good that we have capacity to do and actually doing it. Now, you can't all do that. I I got the bicycle trailer, but I can tell you this. If you haven't recycled and you need to recycle and you don't want to pay the $10, give me a call. I'll swing by your house on my way to Pro Kansas Recycling and I'll pick up your uh, recycling. Maybe. But what I'm suggesting is we may not be superheroes, but we can do what we can do. We can pick up a gum wrapper when we see one. We can pick up some trash when we go for a walk in our residential areas. Take one of the Dylan sacks with you and and use it as a trash sack. Anyway, what are some other things that we can do? You know, I've heard predicted that in Wichita, the population of Wichita in the next 50 years will become uh, one-fourth to one-third Hispanic. That's huge. Which means that more and more, the people that you encounter will be speaking Spanish. 
Well, Cam Woody has an idea. She's an Aldersgate memories, uh, member. She tells about an adult Spanish class being offered through her Pioneer Balloon Company on Tuesdays from 6 to 8. If you can learn some conversational Spanish, that might be something you could do. Or maybe you could pack a meal. Uh, Leisha Schwebke, who is joining the church in the 11 o'clock service, tells about an ecumenical Feed My Starving Children mobile pack event at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Catholic Church on September 11 through 13. You can sign up for two-hour increments of packing meals. And you know which one I signed up for? The very last one, which has on there that I was volunteering to pick up trash and set the tables back up, clean up. That's right down my alley. You could do that. And they're going to prepare 104,000 meals for kids around the world and support over 2,000 artisans who are in in the the environment that they help in indigenous marketplace partnerships in 70 countries. It's kind of amazing. Well, how can I help? I can help pack a meal. Maybe if you're not recycling, begin to recycle. Or maybe... I heard this one the other day. The, our caregivers ministry is looking for a few good people who are, are, are willing to make a few phone calls to check up on our homebound, our ill, our discouraged. Could you make a few phone calls? A pictorial directory, the administrative board has decided, you know, it's 2016 when we had our last pictorial directory. How many of you are not in it? There's a bunch of you. And so uh, maybe you could help us snap some pictures or support Bike Walk Wichita where over 800 refurbished bicycles were given to people who need them. How many people have bicycles hanging in their garage that have not been used that could be donated and fixed up? You could greet, you could usher, you could pray, you could donate food items or hygiene items. Um, you could uh, uh, drive the speed limit. There are things each of us can do. So what I am doing is taking the learnings that I got from Captain Marvel to take the good that we have capacity to do and to do it. And if every one of us can do what God has uniquely gifted us to do, you do it, you do it, you do it, you do it, everybody do it, this world will get to be a better place. Nick Fury told his associate at the end of this movie, we don't need more weapons. We need more heroes. And you know what? I intend to be one of them. I may not be able to fly through outer space, but I can tow my trailer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the gifts that you have given to us and the capacity that you have bestowed upon us and the talents that each one of us has. As we come and offer you our prayers and ask for help for those who need it, We uh, ask for your discernment. I thank you for Captain Marvel and for the life lessons that come from a superhero fantasy movie. And I thank you for Jesus Christ as the superhero in our life. 
May we follow his advice and find ways to be salt and light and aroma and fragrance to attest to your love. So, Lord, we come to you looking for wisdom, and now we come to you looking for help for those who are in special need as we offer our prayers. I invite you to pray for Dixie Mills. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. For Stephanie Patterson, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. For Stacy Stafford, is she doing okay? Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. For Willie Holtgren, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We have five, four people who are in hospice care right now. Lynn Blankenship, Mary Brody, Mary McNeely, Marge Hoffman. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Are there others? riding his bike and he got hit by a truck. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. He's going to be okay, by the way. Stephen Dwechana lost his mother this week. Sarah Brewer Harmon. She was just a couple days shy of 98 years old. Lord, in your mercy, hear our John and Janelle Ferguson and the loss of their son. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. The family of Jeremy who committed suicide this week. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Gracious God, we pray that you would raise up leaders in our country today who can help us deal with the challenges that are ever before us. May we start working across the aisle, join hands in combined efforts. And we thank you for the ways in which people are responding ways in which we make a difference. We dedicate our lives to you and ourselves to your purpose. In the name of and for the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You please just stand and join us in our last song today, Grace in the Garden.
gifted worship team. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. In the first and third services, we have some people that are um, partnering with ministry here as, at Aldersgate as, as members. In the first service, Dale Rhine transferred his membership from the Burlington, Kansas United Methodist Church, where he moved recently. He's a retired banker and loves to farm as a hobby. He enjoys traveling and is a member of a Rotary and Lions Club. In the 11 o'clock service, Lisa Schwebke is transferring from Covenant Presbyterian Church. She's a retired ER nurse at Wesley, and she enjoys gardening, reading, crafts, and travel. Others that are joining include Rick and Debbie Crable, Terry and Barbara Lyon, and Monte and Melva Swanson. So I wanted you to know, you can watch for those. We'll try to have uh, some information about those in our uh, monthly newsletter and times to come. And uh, wow, our church is growing. Now, friends, uh, oh, one other thing is Martha Sanchez, who was mentioned uh, a little earlier as the uh, founder of Grace Med, she will actually be in the fellowship hall during the 11 o'clock hour speaking to uh, the, the young adult group. And if you would like to... Uh, be that and stop by you can hear her talk about uh, the the challenges and the dream that they had which has become reality if you have kids we'll take care of your kids while you're doing that go from this place in the strength of the Lord Jesus Christ remembering that happiness is a journey and not a destination Go and bear witness to the truth of God's word until everyone is saved. Practice responsible citizenship until everyone is free. Go paint the world beautiful with the brushstrokes of your faithful service. Amen? Go work like you don't need the money. Study like you don't need the grades. Dance like no one is watching. And love like you've never been hurt. And may the peace of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be your everlasting gift. Amen.